1: Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast. It's time for Ring Talk, live worldwide. Hey, yo, for over 30 years and still and still, your inside look into boxing. And mixed martial arts. You know what? As long as she fights in 135 pounds, I don't care if she's injecting a horse demon into her eyeballs. Heard live around the world and brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. And now, and now, live from the Ring Talk Studios in San Francisco, here's the host of the longest running fight show in history, Pedro Fernandez. Dominic caballero.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, emanating live from the multi-million dollar Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco, California. Check in, sports fans, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35 years, take that back, we're like... A couple of days away from 36 years of radio presence, often imitated but never duplicated. Stay tuned for this hour live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and a host of other internet platforms, and you'll find out why. That's right. My name is Pedro Fernandez, as I said, often imitated but never duplicated. We're going to talk boxing and MMA for the next hour, of course, the heavyweight champion of the world. Andy Ruiz, say it again, the world heavyweight champion, Andy Ruiz, and the guy that steals people's wives and then karma comes back and bites them in the ass, Anthony Joshua, they're going to go on the day, of course, of December 7th, the day of infamy, according to President Roosevelt, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Well, guess what? Looks like UK might get bombed again. I'm talking about Andy Ruiz bombing out Anthony Joshua one more time. Why not? I mean, think about it. Nothing's going to change. Josh has still got the same size of uh, intestine. His, uh, his stones are still the same size. You know what I'm trying to say, right? He ain't got it, baby. Straight up, Andrew Reeves, world heavyweight champion. Number two, of course, is it Deontay Wilder or is it Tyson Fury? Of course, Tyson Fury in action against a stiff coming up September 14th. I shouldn't say that. Otto Wallen, people believe in Otto Wallen. His family does. You are to the, <laughs> the ring talk live worldwide, open phone lines around the planet. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or, or the Guilfrey No Commitment text line. Text us here in the studio. The text line is hot and happening. 415-275-1613. The text line, once again, 415-275-1613. tune 275 1613 You tune to ring. ring Talk Live on Sports Wildline.
4: Is your thinning hair prematurely aging you? Do you see scalp where there used to be hair? Don't let your hair loss take over. Take control with Hairmax, the pioneer in laser hair growth. Hairmax laser band stimulates your follicles where hair loss starts at the root, immersing your scalp in nourishing laser energy with the equivalent of 246 total laser coverage. Use it just a few minutes, three days a week to revive your hair follicles and regrow your hair. It's FDA cleared and clinical. Proven for both men and women, so if you're seeing your hair thinning or that bald spot getting bigger, don't sit by and watch your hair wither away. Protect the hair you have while growing new hair you'll love. Maximize your results with Destiny Hair Therapy, brimming with bioactive ingredients essential for healthy hair. Order now at HairMax.com or call 1-800-9Regrow and save 15% with code Grow15. That's HairMax.com or 1-800-9Regrow. Save 15 with code GROW15.
5: Hey, sweetie, it's Mom.
6: I know you and Bobby have only been dating for two days, but I still think we should all celebrate. Oh, we can do margaritas at Chili's. They've got that fancy one of the month for five bucks, which is like just as many days as your last relationship. (laughs) Funny, right? Talk soon.
4: Come into Chili's now for our $5 margarita of the month. It's the perfect reason to catch up with friends or celebrate... Whatever. Together, we chilies. Available at participating restaurants only. Prices may vary in Hawaii and Alaska. Must be 21 to consume alcohol. Drink responsibly.
1: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
5: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's
2: a plane. It's Socrates Palmer, the professor of pugilism, straight from the Bronx. What's happening, Professor? All is well, Peter. How you been? I'm doing just fine, man. Welcome back from your vacation. How was that cruise? And I can't believe that you took your phone with you, man. You're supposed to leave it at home.
6: I I can't totally disconnect, P. Oh! um, yeah, yeah, my agent wouldn't wouldn't uh, wouldn't be
2: too kind. Uh, I understand, you know, but the first well, I couple of I, I tried it. The first couple of days it was really rough, but the last three days it was like, like bliss. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: okay, yeah. Ty, Tyson Fury, of course, in action the 14th with Emmanuel Navarrete underneath. But the five people are talking about, Bobby Antonelli called me last night. He's not a big fight fan, but he, he seems to be pumped up on the Earl Spence and, Sean, and uh, Sean Porter fight. Of course, it's going to go down the 28th in L.A., I believe. Um, is this really something to get pumped up about? Is this a competitive match, or is this Spence notch another win?
6: I think it's a competitive match, um, but using the word notch, I do believe Spence is just a notch above uh, Spence. Uh, I think. I mean... I mean Spence is a notch above um, Porter. his opponent at Porter. Uh, it's just the fact that Porter brings, normally, a very tough fight. Um, he's very aggressive. Um, he's been in there with better competition than Errol Spence. Uh, you could probably argue this is going to be Spence's uh, toughest fight for the fact that he's fighting a real welterweight, um, unlike in his last fight. Um, the guy's aggressive. And a guy that normally uh, makes you fight an ugly fight. Now, he tried to box against Ugas uh, his last time out and didn't look particularly hot. And if Ugas would have done a little bit more, he's probably not in this fight. And it's, it's probably Ugas in, uh, in against Spence.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: So, But, you know, my thing is this for Spence. Last time he fought, it, it looked like he carried Garcia. It looks like someone told him, look, let's not ruin this guy. Because there was no excuse why he didn't take Garcia out Man. within six rounds. I, he, he, he saw there was nothing in front of him. And then during the uh, the hype uh, show that they have, the face-to-face, he says that my job is not to... To take
2: people out. Like, what, what kind of nonsense is that? Well, the like, reason why you said that, because his performance was a bit lackluster. Even if you're an Earl Spence fan, you know, I mean, you can't say, wow, he looked fantastic. <laughs> well, not really, because, you know, no. if you're if you're in a position where your opponent's not throwing punches back and you're not taking them out, what does that say about you? Exactly. He, he, you
6: know, you're fighting a guy that jumped two weight classes. And, for a and, I mean, you've been in the ring before. You could tell off the rip, up for of one round, like this guy's not in my league. You know, he's got nothing for me. And you know, and and for it to be a, for him to try to, for them to try to push him as a pay per view star. Come on, nobody wants to see that.
2: Speaking of pay per view stars, Vasily Lomachenko was in action last week, went twelve rounds. Much like our guy Teofimo Lopez a uh, a fortnight ago, having to go twelve rounds against a tall, lanky guy. Same story. Yeah, I mean Campbell. Had that Olympic
6: pedigree, a lot yeah. of people just dismissed him as, as, as just another opponent. I mean, the guy had the physical the physical advantages, uh, fighting in his hometown, and let's face it, he's fighting the you know arguably the best fighter in the world. So you know he had a lot of momentum going in. I thought he gave a better performance than what people expected. Uh, but Lomachenko showed you glimpses of just being on another level, man. Like like he's. They say he's from the Ukraine, but he may be from another planet. The way he moves and the way he adjusts in the ring, he, he's really one of the most talented fighters we've had probably in the ever. Last 50 years, I would say. Ever? Yeah, yeah. Ever. ever. The dude is a machine, man. And, and, he's you, a know, machine.
2: and, and you know what some, some clown, some Facebook, some Facebook trolls said today? He said uh, Vasily Lomachenko loses to Orlando Salido. Mikey Garcia goes 12 rounds with uh, with Earl Spence. Baba was trying to compare say that that was a feat. Well, the bottom line is when he lost to Salido, he was young, he was green, it was the second fight, it was a 12-arm fight, and they, they mugged him. They mugged him. They came in overweight. It was a 126-pound fight. They came in like a 129-and-a-half, and then they just kept putting on weight, sock. They kept putting it on. By the time the, that uh, Salido got in the ring, it was 143, 144 pounds. I mean, 100 solid, 143, 144. And he just bullied Lomachenko, but he, you know, Lomachenko went to school that night.
6: Yeah, he learned more in that loss than he probably learned in all his years boxing, um, including the amateurs. He 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 found out that the pro game is a little different. And since then, the guy has just been a juggernaut. And you know, it, 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 things happen. I mean, at the end of the day, is anyone ever going to rank Orlando Salito higher than Lomachenko? In you know, when we're going through a pound for pound all time list, no. You know, just a blemish. Maybe they get a chance to do it again. I thought it was going to no. happen,
2: but I think I don't even know if Salido's fighting anymore. Salido, uh, Salido's fighting the, the, the buffet line. I mean, you know, I mean, he's retired, man. He's living down there in Tijuana. And Salido's a tough dude. I mean, let's face it, oh, Salido is rough. one of the toughest of this era. Yeah, it, rough, rough. He brings his elbows. If you gave him brass knucks, he might use them. He, he ended the
6: Juanma hype. I mean, the guy is, is a tough, tough, tough dude. that yeah, was a big Juan, Juanma fan.
2: Yeah, that poor know. Juanma. You know, we look at Juan Manuel uh, Lopez, uh, I mean, you just, you shake your head, man. He looks like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that's something. It's People are
6: always looking for the next this, the next that. You got to appreciate the fighters, you know. He was supposed to be the next Kodo. No, I mean these guys are certain fighters that are all-time greats. You know, they just don't come around once, you know, around the corner. You
2: know? and, what I what I try to yeah. tell people is that you know you're enjoying these fights, but you don't see You don't get to see these guys a dozen years later. You know, like when they're like Rocky Lockridge and people like that. When stuff happens, mm-hmm. that's just not cool. Bottom line is, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live. Why we're done with the negative. The professor of paganism will stick around for a few more minutes. We'll talk about, of course, Socrates Palmer. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeart Radio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Channel, and like a thousand other internet platforms. Oh, I keep going. Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com. Well, I keep going. Apple uh, iTunes. If you want me to keep going? I like The American Forces Network, Cable Radio Network, Channel 2. Holy cow! You're tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide.
1: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security Disability Benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
0: It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book?
2: This is on the soul side of town, brand new from the Tower of Power. I saw them a fortnight ago with the Average White Band, a.k.a. AWB. And, of course, it's the battle of the bands Anytime those old soul legends get together. That night, I thought AWB might have taken away, even though they didn't have their bass player, Alan Gore. He's uh, sick at home with a detached Tretino. Bottom line is, a former Tower of Power member told me that the new band sounds too white. Oh! I almost... I couldn't believe what he I almost lost the word there. But I couldn't believe when he told me. The bottom line is Tower of Power. Check it out, towerpower.com, the brand new LP on the Soul side of town. On the Bronx side of town, of course, is the Superman himself, Mr. Socrates Palmer. And so- of course, December 7th down there uh, in Saudi Arabia, Anthony Joshua is going to fight Andrew Reese, the world heavyweight champion. Is this outdoor or will this be indoor?
6: I don't know. I'd, ha- I'd have to find out. Um... I wonder if it's the same arena that premier Khan fought in uh, a couple of uh, about a month ago. Okay.
2: I, I hope it is. That'd be nice to
6: see an outdoor
2: event. Man, that would I be the en- a- that would be the end of Mr. Joshua. That would be the end. That would be like putting. I listen. I trained with Barry McGuigan. Barry McGuigan was f- going to fight. Stevie Cruz, and it was on the Duran, um, Duran was on the car, Duran fought Robbie Sims, uh, Marvin Hagler's half-brother-in-law. But anyway, so I trained with Barry down there in Palm Springs at the Canyon Hotel, and we ran in the morning, and he made sure he didn't get no sunshine. You know where I'm coming from? Barry was like white as, like, like Elmer's glue. He didn't get any sun. Right, right. And then, and then they put him in the ring at 110 degrees, and he died almost. I mean, that was his career. That, well, that, you talk
6: about a night of upsets. So. Uh, Cruz
2: and Duran losing in the same night? Yeah, but, but, uh, Dur- Duran I mean, was tra- and- I know, but I hate to interrupt you, bro, but Duran was training on a uh, 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 cake. I went to his room in the Canyon Hotel the about two weeks, two three weeks before we uh, hit Vegas, and we're all down. I was, I was down there for about three or four weeks, and I went to his room and there was a room service cart in front of his door, and I lifted up the cart, and there was a big sheet cake there that was gone. You know where I'm coming from, man? There was, was, it wasn't there anymore, okay? And when I knocked on the door, it was just Roberto. It wasn't the old lady. It wasn't nobody. It was just Roberto. So he wiped out that cake on his own. Wow, the
6: hands of stone with a sweet tooth.
2: And the hands of stone, belly of jelly sometimes, straight up. All right, um, Otto Wallen. <laughs> everybody's knocking Otto Wallen, but he is fighting for the World Heavyweight Championship. Of course, Buster Douglas was dogged uh, heavily before he fought Mike Tyson. He ended up pulling off the upset. This isn't a Buster Douglas type of scenario, is it?
6: No, I can't see that happening. No, okay. I, I would, I, you know, I mean, no one saw Buster beating Mike, but you know, there was kind of writing on the wall with Mike, you know, in terms of his shenanigans outside the ring, and yeah. you know, a lot of rumors of him having, yeah. Uh,
2: much fun in japan you know with the ladies so and tell it uh, like it is he, mike mike was in the he told me he's been he, them geishas are pretty pedro i said what he goes, yeah 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 I, i'm in the geishas so he was into that and he went over there you know it's like you got to realize that that mike tyson grew up in in basically you know with coddled i mean by by custom model to an extent after a, a rough, rough childhood but he didn't, tr- he didn't explore the world. He wasn't a guy that had been all over the world, this and that, man. So when he went places, it was for the first time. I mean, I think he had fought tubs before in Japan. But everywhere he went, right. it was a new experiment to Mike. And Mike was a young dude, and, you know, Mike was Mike. And he, 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 had, he had to implode sooner rather than later because um, he was just destined to do that. I mean, that, that, that type of lifestyle, mix it up with his abilities in the ring, you've got to be straight in the gym, man, and he wasn't straight.
6: No. Not at all. Um, I can't, but just fast forward to present day, um, I can't see this guy, Whalen, you know, doing anything. I, I, I think Whalen
2: Jennings may have a, uh, a better chair. Okay, Whalen Jennings, so me, the country, me the country singer. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny is that, is that when, you know, Buster, after beating Mike Tyson, and this is what I don't get, and maybe you can answer this, this for me, but when you win a big fight or you win a fight, it just motivated me to go out there and try to be better to win again. I mean cuz god, losing is just not it's not something that that, that 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 you can swallow easily, but Buster was able to accept the loss without, you know, nothing. Does that say something about his character as a man?
6: Well, you know, not everyone can handle celebrity. I mean, Buster, you know, overnight became, you know, a household name. I remember him refereeing Saturday night's main event. Uh, in between Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came up with the Sega Genesis uh, video game. I mean, he was he was popping, you know, and not everybody can handle that success. And uh, he ate himself out out of the heavyweight title, you know, throwing an uppercut. You know, that was way too far from the other side of the ring, and
2: on purpose. The Holyfield changing his life <laughs> on purpose. I told hey Yeah, hey listen, the day before the weigh in the day before the weigh in, I found him I found him eating pizza. I tell the story, I love it. I found them eating pizza in the California Pizza Kitchen. The California Pizza Kitchen, they had one in the Mirage Hotel. So the dude, the guy in the pizza parlor is telling me, Hey man, Buster Douglas is eating pizza. No, we just delivered a pizza to Buster Douglas. I said, Really? To his room? He goes, No, he's in the sauna. So I went and took my clothes off and went in there and there was Buster. <laughs> <laughs> Eating pizza two days, two three days before the fight, trying to get weight off. Um, so as Andrew Ruiz is just the opposite, though, because he came in sloppy and he won. So you know, does he does he put his does he get his act together? It looks like he's a little trimmer, but does he need to get his act together? Or does he need to bring the same old same old same old act he had last time?
6: I think he needs to be better than he was last time because you're going to have a, a motivated Joshua. Uh, As far as the pictures go, Joshua uh, doesn't seem like he's hitting the weights as hard uh, as before. He he looks a little looser, Mm -hmm. not as muscle-bound. I think that he's going to have to be better. And I believe that he shouldn't necessarily uh, get off of whatever he was, you know, whatever regimen he was on before, but just mentally he's got to be ready
2: Rice and, right bean, and beans. Rice yeah. and beans and tacos. Listen, man. I mean, get... I, I, hey, I, you got to eat something, right? I yeah. mean, it's good. <laughs> okay.
6: You know, I don't think he should go to celery and, and, and water. You know, stick, to, stick <laughs> to, to, to the dance. And the one thing, and outside of, you know, the abdomen area, the better fighter is Andy Ruiz. Yeah. The, 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 he had the better skills. Okay. The better skills, and the guy should be undefeated. You know, he, he got jobs against Parker. And uh, I, I think it's going to be all between the ears for Andy. Okay,
2: uh, we, we've that, talked about a lot right of the pros, We talked about a lot of the prospects of light, uh, lightweight. Is Devin Haney one of those guys? Uh,
6: he looks the part, man. Um, Devin Haney actually sparred uh, in in New York, so I got to see him up close. Very fast, but also saw him get clipped and dropped. So his if he has a a flaw. It could be himself in terms of he's he in his mind he thinks he's Muhammad Ali already, you know, and and his confidence is it's he believe me his uh, through the roof self esteem his self esteem is very healthy okay. it's very healthy, you know. But you know what, so far so good. He, he hasn't he's looked apart. He he won in spectacular fashion. He's got a good team around him. His father is there and. I think the sky's the limit for him, talent-wise. He's been calling. He's very vocal on social media. He's gotten that to female Lopez, Tank Davis, uh, everyone who he's supposed to. So hopefully, in in a year or so,
2: he probably will be in the discussion of pound for pound. Wow, seriously. I believe so. He's got the skills. Devin Haney will be under zone in a couple of weeks. Um, I do want to mention this though. There's a boxing reunion going on in Chicago, Illinois, right now. And Gerald McClellan, the former WBC super middleweight champion, is in attendance. Of course, his caretaker, his, his sister Lisa, is taking him there. But i, I got to tell you, Sock, I was with Jerry Cooney. Jerry Cooney and myself were together in Rockport, Illinois, trying to raise some money for, for Gerald and Greg Page, I guess about 15, 15 years ago. It had to be about 15 years ago. And we're all kicking it. And Gerald, Gerald said, Gerald, I'm holding Gerald's hand. You know, because he's blind, okay, so he's, you know, he can't see from that fight with Nigel Ben back in 1995 where the referee led him to slaughter, I thought. Anyway, so he's semi-blind, so he's got a hold of my hand, and he's clutching my hand, and we're talking about everything. And he says to me, he goes, Pedro, Pedro, he goes, I- I- is Emmanuel coming? And I almost started crying, and he was blind, so he couldn't have seen me crying, but I was ready to cry because I didn't want to say no, and I didn't want to say yes because I knew Emmanuel wasn't coming. There was issues involving Emmanuel and the McCollum family and this and that that went back a few years. Of course, Emmanuel, formerly the trainer and manager, uh, of Gerald McCullough, but that was, a, you know, I saw McClellan in the news this week, but that was a that was a, probably the, one of the toughest things I've ever, ever had to endure in my life, let alone my life in boxing.
6: Gut-wrenching. I mean, you, as far as you know, were they able to make peace before uh, I, Manny I, passed away?
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, speaking of Manny, I was talking with Richard Sloan. Richard Sloan's a famous artist now in Las Vegas. I don't know if you know who that is, but... He was out of. He worked with Detroit. He was with Emanuel. I think he lived in Emanuel's house for a while. And he and I were talking about Emmanuel last night about those calls I used to get from him from the Ukraine or anywhere in the world on that satellite phone he had. And all the MFs that he would drop I mean, it'd be like, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 this is the way it's going. It's like, hey, Pedro, what's happening? Bam, bam, bam. And then, and also, boom, 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 boom. I mean, just run off four or five MFs in a row and then back to being cool, blah, 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 blah. And then run off four or five more. Then he got this giggle. I miss that, man. I miss the Goldfather. I really do.
6: Yeah, he had a he he could really go from zero to a hundred. You know, he would, he had a way with words. I always remember the uh, the fight with Lennox uh, Lewis and uh,
2: Mike and Tyson, Tyson.
6: And he's, and he's seen right. the frust- this frustration building up. Just stop playing with his mother, you yeah, know. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, he was very gracious to me. I met him a couple of times. Extremely humble, knowledgeable, a great dude.
2: I'll give up even. I'll even give up a little story here. Um, I when I was staying in Emanuel's house, I used to smoke weed in Emanuel's house, but not in the house. I'd go out on the front porch and smoke weed. Well, I had no idea he had a camera on me for like the entire time. So he, so when I come back up one day, he goes, "Hey man, can't you share or something like that?" I didn't know what he was talking about. So he invites me in the room, <laughs> and I'm chewing on on, on uh, Tic Tacs like Donald Trump. I'm chewing on Tic Tacs. Okay, so he calls me in the room and he shows me all these. He goes, "Yeah," he goes, "This here," he goes, hey, "Here you were last week smoking weed here on the front porch, and seven thirty in the morning smoking weed out here on the front porch, and I mean it was a trip. He ran. It was it was anyway. It was just I miss, I really miss the Godfather. I miss him. I mean." The times that we had in, in Detroit, and of course his nineteen seventy. I'll never forget. He he had a nineteen seventy gold Cadillac Seville with with a with a um, with a uh, one of those things on the back, one of those like super fly things on the back. I he was just you know just, yeah just just, just we're gonna say how do we get off on the gold like that? I don't know. Anyway, bottom line is the Goldfather is the gold Now I want to ask you, you know who Khabib is? Khabib's going to fight Dustin Poirier tonight. Got any uh, comments on that?
6: Khabib is a machine, bro. I, 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 my MMA knowledge is limited, but Khabib is just a beast. I, my brother, who's an uh, avid fan and he practices uh, jiu-jitsu, so he, he's followed him for a couple of years. He showed me a video of him when he was a kid wrestling bears.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and people, okay. Hey, when I tell people that, they don't believe me. They, they tell oh, me, come on. I go, it's on YouTube. He's look it up. They still won't look it up. They don't believe it. I kept wrestling Bears. He was like 11 years old. Socrates, we'll talk next week. All the best to you, man. Say hello to the agent. Give her my best. And of course, the, uh, the wife as well.
6: I certainly will. Thank you, Pedro. Nice uh, catching up again.
2: The Superman of boxing. No doubt about that. The professor of pugilism, Mr. Socrates Palmer, comes to us from the Bronx. You are in to Ring Talk, live worldwide on Sports Byline, I Radio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, the cable radio. I know I keep going, but the bottom line is I ain't got enough time. Hey, this is Ring Talk. We're going to switch gears after the break. We're going to talk about the world of mixed martial arts and Khabib. Khabib and Dustin Poirier, what can I say? Tower of power to the break, though. They're kicking ass here.
3: Joshua. Want all I can
5: get sex
3: Here comes the decision now. Let's listen.
2: Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook, or check out their website, wboboxing.com. This is wboboxing.com, the World Boxing Organization.
0: 800 223 0992. 800
2: 223 0992. That's 800 223 0992. Started it off. Right there, Rocky. Right? Same to go. that Frankie Edgar was able to recover under that at all. And he's
1: Let's got go, Mavis. Oh. Now, more of
6: Ring
2: Talk with Pedro Fernandez. It's going on as I speak September 7th over in Dubai. Straight up, Khabib. What more can I say? If you know the world of mixed martial arts, you know Khabib. Unbeaten in 25 fights, 27 fights, 28 fights, 24 fights. Wherever you go to, nobody's ever beaten him, okay? Nobody's ever even, like, come close. Bears couldn't beat him. You heard Socrates talk about him wrestling bears. If you think I'm kidding... Go, go look at it on YouTube. He's beating up bears. Um, the guy's for real. There's just no doubt about it. <clears throat> and the beast thing, of course, that's that's uh, often overused in the world of mixed martial arts and combat sports in general. The guy's a beast or she's a beast or something like that. <clears throat> you know, this guy is a beast. Uh, there's no um, – and Dustin Poirier is in a bad spot. Why is he in a bad spot? Because, you know, it's it's hard to beat a man that's never been beaten. When you've never been beaten, you don't know what it's, You don't have no idea what it's like to lose. When I lost my first fight Daddy Smith, it was like, I lost the decision. I like, hell, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was like, man, I went home. I, I was like, I couldn't go into hiding or anything like that. But, man, I was like mind-blown. That was like devastating. I didn't fight again. It was 1974. I didn't fight again until 1981. So I guess it has some effect psychologically. I didn't fight for seven. I trained for seven years, but I didn't fight for seven years. Anyway, bottom line is... Khabib is the real deal. Dustin Poirier is a good puncher. He can knock guys out. If he hits you on the chin, he can knock you out. Now, you know, Khabib, the monster, as I said, the beast that he is, <clears throat> 24 no, 25 no, 27 it no, doesn't matter. Um, he can be knocked out. You hit on that square chin of his, God knows what might happen because, you know, some of the toughest guys in the world don't take all that well. They just don't. Now, I'm not saying... I'm not saying he, he, he has a glass yard or anything like that. I'm trying to say that Dustin Poirier can't punch. And if Dustin Poirier is smart, he's gonna wanna come out here, keep it on the ground keep it on his feet, gonna wanna box from the outside and try to land overhand rights. And once he gets the overhand right in, boxing one on one baby, left took the follow. That's just it. One two, I mean look at Stip Miyochi a couple weeks ago. He beat up on uh, Danny Cormier, beat him up so bad, It was like <clears throat> Cormier never went to school and that nobody ever taught him how to box. I've seen him box down there. At the American Kickboxing Academy, I've seen him do box. They've actually had boxing workouts. So for him to fail that miserably against Stippy Miocic, I mean, when Stippy's ripping him to the body with that left hook underneath the right arm, what is what is Cormier doing? He's reaching, instead of keeping the elbow in to block that punch, he's reaching out as Stippy Miocic, who's a bigger. Taller and with a man with a longer reach in him, and the guy's just clipping him. So I'm going to say Cormier may be a world class wrestler, but he's an idiot when it comes to the world of combat sports. Because if you can't bring that elbow in, man, you, you didn't take boxing. You didn't take too many boxing classes. because so that's the first thing they ever teach you is keep that elbow in. Anyway, Dustin Poirier, Khabib about to rock. And I guess they're in Dubai. <clears throat> the pay per view card or a part of this is I think it's on ESPN is uh, is rocking and rolling right now, of course. But I want to mention, there's a couple fights on the card. They had some Barbosa and Paul Felder, um Curtis Blades and Shamir. Uh, just leave it to Shamir. Anyway, bottom line is, there's a couple good fights. Curtis Blades being a heavyweight. But that being said, the real action, I thought, was last week in China. Wow. What can I say? Shenzhen, China, of course. The UFC rock and roll with a fight night. Jessica Andrade considered the the monstrous, another woman that's been called the beast. Um, good Lord, what she did to uh, uh, Rose nahumanis was like domestic violence. If they were living together, it was terrible. I mean, she just destroyed her. Of course, Rose having beat Shevin Schenkel not once but twice. So what does Dana White do? <clears throat> she wins two death matches in a row. So they put her in a third death match. That's the way Dana White does you. That's the way the pimp be doing his hoes. And I'm not talking about female hoes, I'm talking about male hoes, too, because Dana's got a stable of male hoes and female hoes, and he pimps them all off. I mean, that's my opinion. It's a pimp job. And if a if a jury can't see this, I mean, if you're telling me that I've got to fight Scott Cuddy not once but twice, and then after Scott Cuddy I've got to fight Mike Tyson— Wait, wait, and after Mike Tyson, I gotta, I it's not enough? No, no, now you want me to fight like Brock Lesnar? I mean, come on, man. You're going to get me killed sooner or later. And that's the thing of the UFC is they want to kill off the stars so they don't have to pay them. Think about it. They don't have to pay you. I mean, uh, Jessica Andrade. She was a superstar. She had a superstar. She had the superstar making a potential, no doubt about it. Okay. I mean, the way she took care of it, uh, Rose was just like, "Whoa, whoa." I am mean, like, "Whoa." I mean, she was like, "Oh God." And then she goes over to she goes over to China and she takes on a young lady who's like got twenty fights, twenty one fights. I think she lost her debut, and her name is Zhang Welly. Chick's like outstanding. 20 and 1, now 21 and 1. And she knocks out Jessica Andrade, the champion, at 115 pounds. Get this, in 42 seconds. Yeah, it's on YouTube. If you want to look at it? I kid you not. 42 seconds. This girl's the real deal. But Andrade was the real deal. The bottom line is Andrade got, <sighs> Andrade's not going to make any more money. I mean, that's the most money she'll ever make. They'll say she'll say she made two hundred thousand dollars to go over there, maybe two hundred fifty thousand dollars, maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know what the exact payoffs are because the UFC doesn't tell you. But that that's probably about it. Main event over there, maybe maybe two hundred grand. So what you're going to do with the two hundred grand after taxes and after you know the managers and the trainers and the cut men and all that kind of stuff, and paying for training? She will probably end up with about seventy five grand, seventy five grand. But her career is over with. I mean, yeah, she might be able to come back, but you know, she won't have the luster that she once had because she was put in a death match. Death matches in the UFC. Now, for some of you people, that's what you guys get off on. I mean, you love it. In fact, it's unpredictable. I mean, guys are getting drilled. Guys are getting knocked out. Guys aren't supposed to be getting knocked out, getting knocked out. I mean, the the uh, the, the endings are definitely uh, conclusive and, and, and final. I understand that. But, you know, you got to pay a price. You just have to pay a price in the world of combat sports. And I think that to pay the price, you've also have to have some easy fights along the way. There's got to be a few easy fights. In other words, when you get to the UFC, you don't sign a contract. Say, listen, <clears throat> Dana, please get me killed off in four or five fights. I mean, why is it the UFC heavyweight title has only been defended for the mo- uh, the record is three times? Why is it that title's only been defended three times? Why? Because it's death match after death match. You're being pimped off to, to being pimped off. And the thing is that. I don't think. I guess you don't have an option if you're an MMA fighter. I mean, because the UFC is like the, the major leagues of 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 MMA, so you really don't have a choice. So you got to go with them. You got to sign with Reebok. if you got your own sponsor? You know, hey, you lose a hundred grand, no big thing. Come on, we'll give you four grand instead. That's right. Who was it? Brendan Schraub was fighting for the UFC. was getting a hundred grand for the sponsorship on his trunks and on his. His uh, cornerman, the back of their their jackets, and this kind of good stuff. I think the UFC wanted He went from 100 grand to like, <clears throat> I think it was four or 40. Not sure. One or the other. Bottom line is, even from 100 grand to 40 grand is a 60 grand loss. The UFC wasn't making that up. So, what did Brendan Schaub do? He went off into the world of uh, commentary and stand up comedy. In fact, he appeared, here, I think, at the Punchline or at Cobb's Comedy Club a couple of months ago, a few months ago, and he was in these studios with uh, Rick Tittle in the morning. So, hey. Good fighter, no doubt about it, but he was smart enough to get away from the pimp. I'm talking about Dana White. Now, Zhang Willie knocks out Jessica and Gerard in the very first round, as I said, 42 seconds in. And not, not to take away from the co-feature, but another Chinese dude won. And, you know, these Chinese dudes winning over there in Japan. And China is a big, big thing. I mean, it's a big thing. A billion people were probably watching this. Pretty close to it, I kid you not. Um, anyway, <clears throat> Lee Jingoleng. No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Lee Jingoleng. Lee Janglang, that's his name. He beat uh, supposedly a relative of Junior Dos Santos, Elizu Zaliske Dos Santos, knocked him out in the third round, four fifty-one in, with punches to the head. Bottom line is, Lee Janglang, I guess, can fight a little bit as well. So they've got some fighters over there. I mean, why not? And look at the rest of the card here: um, a light heavyweight fight, Da Ung Jung, obviously not French. Uh, defeated Qadis uh, off in a submission, a guillotine choke in the third round. So they've got some fighters over there. I mean, that's really good. It's good for the game. And, you know, the USC they had to, um, I mean, they gambled on the fact that this was going to be a worldwide entity. In other words, that China was going to get involved and other countries were going to get involved. Of course, Dubai throwing down the money to host Khabib and Dustin Poirier today. Okay, I mean, throwing down big money to that. More power to them. I'm glad they made the money, okay? But if you've ever been to Dubai, it's a hellhole. It's a it's 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 a hell. It's a spit hole with an H. Oh, it's the most beautiful place in the world. Oh, it's it's this, it's that. It's got the biggest building in the world. Big. Deal. Once you look at the biggest building, there ain't much more in Dubai except burkas and hookers. Take my word for it. As a single man, that's the only thing I saw in, in Dubai was burkas and hookers. Oh, oh and the emergency room because I spent most of the time there in the hospital from food poisoning. So Jessica Dry gets drilled in a death match after beating uh, Rose Nahumonis for the title. Her championship reign is short. Okay, that's the way the UFC wants it. That way they don't have to pay you. Hey, we'll give you two hundred grand this time, and if you win, we'll give you five hundred grand the next time. And that's the kind of promise to lay down, okay? And, and that sounds cool, right? But you go out there and you, and, and the unexpected happens, and you lose, and it's not sometimes. Sometimes it's not the unexpected. In fact, I think Dana White does it on our purpose a lot. Looking at the rest of the UFC schedule, <clears throat> not too thrilled per se. I want to see, I want to see Francis and that's the only guy I really want to see in the UFC right now. Of course, that heavyweight twice beaten, maybe three. I think he lost two or three fights, but two fights. One to Derek Lewis and one to Stit Miocic, Uh Might have lost a fight early on, <clears throat> but he's a monster at heavyweight. Knocked out Junior Dos Santos, has knocked out everybody put in front of him, made Cain Velasquez uh, go back into retirement. I mean, he is uh, he's an amazing I don't, I don't know how to describe him. I just don't. But that's the guy I want to see. Instead of Miocic and him, they should clash for the world heavyweight title. That should be the next match. Because, you know, Dana was going to try to put together that Brock Lesnar match, trying to bring Brock Lesnar back. But he wouldn't pay Brock Lesnar the money. That was all about money. Had you given Lesnar enough money, Lesnar would have came back to the UFC running. He would have done the steroid test, the anti-steroid test. The whole nine yards to make them big bucks, Brock would have done it. Okay. But you're not offering enough money. And now with the UFC contract with with the ESPN, mm, I've stated this before. They don't have to improve their product. They just have to stay the status quo because the ESPN's giving them all that money. That's just the way it is. Unfortunately, for the fighters, it's terrible. For the fight fans, <clears throat> I guess if you like to see, you know, uh, uh, championship reigns end quickly and people get hurt and that kind of good stuff, yeah, the UFC's got a hot and happening. But <clears throat> I like storylines. I like people— that can 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 at least have an optional fight here and there. In other words, Dana says everything. Sort of reminds me of the world of wrestling entertainment. You know how much I despise Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You know I despise that man. I despise. I mean, he ruined the business of pro wrestling by buying up all the territories or by or by putting all the territories out of business. But Dana White is worse because these guys, you know. I've known fighters, and I'm not going to mention their names, but I've known fighters that have their ears, they've had ringing in their ears for a year. Um, they've had blurred vision a lot of their life, things like that. I don't tell you that kind of stuff because it's sort of a, uh, it, it's a, it's a knock on them. It's not, I mean, it's sort of a clear illustration of what the residual effects of combat sports can be, okay? But it's sort of a knock on them, so I'm not going to name people like that. But I run into guys all the time. You know, one guy knows deaf on one side. He just retired about a year ago from the world of mixed martial arts. He's deaf on one side. You can't talk to him on the left side. He wasn't deaf when he started, when he started his mixed martial arts career, but he got hit so hard on that one side of his head, I guess, that he just lost hearing on the left side. He has no hearing on the left side. So when you see these guys in these deaf matches and get knocked out and drilled and choked out and all that kind of good stuff, there's a price to pay there. And there's a price that you, the actual fan, can't, can't wrap yourself around because <clears throat> you've never been punched in the nose and, and had to respond. That's the difference between me and most of the other people. Mike Tyson says it straight up. How you respond when somebody punches you in the jaw, in the mouth, that's, that sort of tells you what you're like as far as you're a fighter. Not everybody's made to do this. Not everybody's cut out to be a fighter, but not everybody's cut out to be in a wheelchair neither. I bring in the case of Gerald McCullough. Gerald, I wish you the very best, man. Enjoy your celebration in Chicago. You deserve it. No doubt about that. And, of course, his sister, Lisa McClellan. What a princess. She's taken care of him since that 1995 accident, of course, over in the U.K. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. More more Tower of Power to the break. And with every pack.
0: 855 325 1780. That's 855 325
3: 1780. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three keywords your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800
0: 584 2519 800 584 2519 800 584 2519. That's 800 584 2519. That's 800-984-4207.
1: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
2: According to my mother, who has passed on, Ring Talk started like in September Of 1984, she said it was the 10th. But I looked at the 10th, and that wasn't a weekend day. So somewhere around the 10th in 1984, I got this idea to start this show. Like, I'm going to do this because. Charles J. says, you know, you can do radio with me. I was doing radio with Charles J. for a couple of years, and we started rocking and rolling. Before you knew it, we were syndicated in 1989, and we've never looked back. Bottom line is 35, 36 years, entering our 37th year in a couple of weeks. Wow, what can I say? I thank you so much. You've been along for the ride, for most of that ride? What can I say? You know it's been a good one. If you're joining us for the uh, very first time, let me welcome you to the Rink Talk family. Of course, we come to you each and every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, and Sunday 11 a.m. That's right, Saturday and Sunday, both weekend days, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, two different shows, Saturday, an hour, live Saturday, of course, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and then the Sunday show, two hours, live at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, Sundays, we bring you John Signorella from Las Vegas, and, of course, the retired HBO Godfather, the one and the only, the Hall of Famer, my hero, my mentor, Larry Merchant. Larry will be rocking and roll on tomorrow's show, no doubt about that. But you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. But if you didn't know that by now, what can I say? You must be lagging. Straight up, this is the longest running fight show in history. I thank you for tuning in. Of course, the mighty Tower of Power bringing us to the break. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is a production of the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcasting. We're coming to you from the city By the Bay, San Francisco, California. The producer, the executive producer, the one, the only, the incomparable. Paul Scott Cuddy. What can I say? I'm a good hand. Straight up. Until next time, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Baby, but you knew that.